Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Boom! Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. My name is Josh, that is Vintaglia, this is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy theory. Uh, you know, I was kind of like, blip, like for a second there. Mm. Let me know if you guys have a good connection. I had a, I was redlining for a second. I had about 7% drop bit rate, which um, is okay. I mean, it's not, it's not bad. But I just wanted to make sure everybody is good on that end and everybody's seeing us. Looking at our pretty mugs and going, man, look at those guys. They're so awesome out there. <laughs> so I hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. And I'll tell you. For a Monday, holy shit! Yeah, it, it hit hard. I mean, that if you're sitting there going, "There's not a war going on behind the scenes," you're crazy. <laughs> I mean, what we are witnessing right now is—I—I I, I don't even know how to explain it. But Something I'm going to try to explain it tonight. But a lot of uh, political warfare, economic warfare. We potentially could have kinetic warfare. Um, all of our predictions from when we, when Vince, me, you, and Jay yeah. talked back November 2020. Yes. When we sat there and said, well, this is potentially what could happen. <laughs> Holy shit, it's all happening. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Remember when we and... said that uh, they will never give up power that mm -hmm. they will scorch the earth before they ever give up power huh. yeah hillary clinton she said it yep and, and look at this we have you know russia three days in a row the defense secretary in russia calling lloyd austin in the united states talking to him for hours at a time okay yeah. nobody knows what the conversations were about but then mm -hmm. we get a media leak the russian defense ministry comes out and claims that they have evidence that Ukraine was planning on using a dirty nuclear weapon. Okay. And yeah. blaming it on Russia. Yeah. And they called more than just the U S they called other countries as well. I don't have the list. Right. The well, yeah, head, they, but... they called all NATO and, and basically yeah. and what I think they were doing. So all the news reports were saying that uh, there is no evidence provided, but I'm 100% positive that if, if the defense secretary in Russia is calling the Lloyd Austin in the U.S. and saying, dude, for three hours, a few hours every day for three days in a row, he's sitting there going, yeah. I got the evidence. Well, you know what they'd say if they did have the evidence and asked to show it? Well, it's a national security issue. We can't share the evidence with you. No, I think that uh, <laughs> being preemptive on something like, well, uh, you're right. But yeah. I think in for Russia's sake, being uh -huh. preemptive. Calling the U.S. and being like, look, dude, this is what's going on. Here's our evidence. Here's what we're seeing. This is what we got. If that launches, this isn't us. That's them. And here's mm -hmm. all the evidence. And I think that's what was happening between the Russian defense minister and Lloyd Austin. Mm -hmm. Did you see what Ukraine came out and said? No, Ukraine said Russia's lying. It's probably Russia that's going to use the nuclear weapon. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They said the classic, I know you are, but what am I? Well, yeah, or the classic. Whatever liberal projection so 
there's that happening. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about some other things. I, I Dude, I got a, a lineup of news tonight. There's a ton of shit to go over. Um, but one thing that I had talked about the last few weeks, and I talked about it a few weeks ago, was mm-hmm. this quote. And I wanted to put this out there because I, I felt bad that I was talking about it and I didn't have it in front of me and I couldn't find it. Oh, cool. But did Who's you it? hear that Kevin Nash, the WWE wrestler's son, 26-year-old, just, just died? Yeah. Now, I think he was blaming it on what? Alcohol withdrawal or something like read. that? I don't know. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, one. I was... Uh, my, my, my son had a sleepover this weekend. And uh, the, the, the boy that sleeps over is really nice kid. Really nice kid. They're 10 years old, right? And uh, in the morning, I get a text at like 7 in the morning, which I was up. And the father's like, hey, I, uh, I'm going to be coming and picking up uh, my son here in a little while. I'm like, hell, it's like 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So I wake the kid up and I'm like, hey, you know, your, your dad's going to be like, yeah, I got to go to the doctor and get a vaccine. Oh, no. And dude, I was in a dilemma. And I'm like, oh, is it the, you know, the Fauci, ouchy, shabby, shot, shot? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, so I, I'm like, you know, how do I, <laughs> how do I do this? Right. Shoot. Do I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I didn't do something. Told him. So I sent him an email. Well, I sent him a, so in the text message, I sent him, so they're uh, Hispanic. And so probably Catholic, right? So I sent him a text message with Archbishop Vigano's request to the Vatican to stop the COVID vaccination on children because of all the adverse effects. And so I sent that to him. It's like, hey, just just an FYI, boom. So I don't know what happened or anything like that but you know at least i did wow. some due diligence I, it's just it's fucking horrendous man like i i seriously like my heart goes out to me because I mean, l- listen we're, we're seeing people all over the place we're, we're going to talk about it here i mean deaths under the age of 25 in the united states yeah. of america have skyrocketed three four five fold seriously yeah, it's terrifying, and, you know, I hate to say it's terrifying, but it is, because I don't like to have fear, because that'll make you sick, but <clears throat> it's getting worse, we're seeing it every day, and we're coming into winter. We're coming into a dark winter. Yeah. No doubt. And so, I, I wanted to talk about this, because I think that this is going to be incredibly pertinent moving forward. And this is called The Men Who Wanted to Be Left Alone. Okay. All right. The most terrifying force of death comes from the hands of men who want to be left alone. They try so very hard to mind their own business and provide for themselves and those they love. They resist every impulse to fight back, knowing the forced and permanent change of life that will come from it. They know that the moment that they fight back, their lives as they have lived them are over. The moment the men who wanted to be left alone are forced to fight back, it is a form of suicide. They are literally killing off who they used to be, which is why when forced to take up violence, these men who wanted to be left alone fight with unholy vengeance against those who murdered their former lives. They fight with raw hate 
in a drive that cannot be fathomed by those who are merely play-acting at politics and terror. True terror will arrive at these people's door, and they will cry, scream, and beg for mercy, but it will fall upon deaf ears of the men who just wanted to be left alone. You know, I think about this, this quote a lot, because it probably is already in motion that the men who wanted to be left alone are going to be forced into a corner, into a position. And an unholy vengeance is going to be waged. And I, this isn't from an unknown quote, by the way. But this is, this is the idea. What happens when a former special operator or an active duty special operator's family gets affected by this? What happens when a dude that is just a complete badass, nothing to lose, gets affected by this? They turn to one of these shows and they start seeing how it's organized and what's happening. And they just say, done. There's less than 3,000 people in the world that control that table, that domain, that's producing these effects globally. You know, we got the Committee of 300. I expanded by 10, 10x because of the expansion of big tech, the expansion of the globalist regiments. But yeah, I'm the transfer of wealth that we've experienced over the last few years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm telling who's... you, this reckoning is fucking coming. And you guys know I only use that word when I'm being drop dead serious. Now, if you look at the news circuit, holy shit, we're winning. It looks pretty desperate. They are in absolute desperation mode. Isn't this what we said? By the midterm of the elections, they're going to have their backs against the wall. The propaganda is going to uptick. And that's when they start basically clawing, biting and screaming. And that's what they're doing. But let's, uh, so Joe Biden, if you guys remember back in June, we were talking about student student loan debt relief that Joe Biden would do. And I said that he would have to put it into an emergency spending bill because the president cannot do this through executive decree or executive order. Nancy Pelosi stated this two years ago, stating that it would have to be a bill because the president doesn't have the power under the Constitution to do that. Joe Biden, in all of his freaking wisdom, went ahead and signed an executive order. Well, let's right. hear what he has to say about this. Qualify for Pell Grant. Hold on. The other piece what we're trying to do is, you're probably aware, I've just signed a law that's being challenged by my Republican colleagues the same people who got PPP loans during the, for up to close to, in some cases, up to five, six hundred thousand dollars. They have no problem with that. The individuals in Congress got those. But um, what we've provided for is if you went to school, if you qualify for a Pell Grant, you qualify for two thousand, I mean, excuse me, uh, you, you qualify for twenty thousand dollars in debt forgiveness. Secondly, if you don't have one of those loans, you just get 10000 written off. It's passed. I got it passed by a vote or two, and it's in effect. And already, a total of, I think it's now, 13 million people have applied for that service. Okay, Joe Biden, here's the problem with everything that you just said right there. 
It's not a law. It passed by no votes. It was put into effect through executive order. Executive orders are not law. They're instead administrative policy, which can be enacted by Congress into law. No votes. You'd sign nothing but an executive order. Okay? And that in order for that to happen, it would have to be a bill. Now, what I think they're going to do, Vince, is we have two weeks to the election. They're going to propose a bill. They're okay. gonna throw that in there. And they're gonna propose a bill. That, that's, I mean, it just got stopped by federal judges, right? Yeah. So it just got stopped by federal judges, which obviously the Democrats realize what's going on here. Okay. So they're just gonna come back and say, okay, well, here's the bill. Boom. And they'll probably do like, you know, it's you know, it's a bad economy right now. We'll do a little stimulus effect in there too. We'll give the American people a little stimulus because the Republicans can't say so the Republicans would not be able to say no to a stimulus right before an election. <laughs> right yeah they'll tie it in with something and say oh you're anti-american or oh you're anti-puppies or you're anti-whatever well it's what trump did before the 2020 election is the the covid the the covid stimulus hmm. and, and the democrats couldn't say no because it was right before an election so i i think what they'll do is they'll try to ram this in in the next week and a half two weeks a proposed legislation small bill boom and try to get that in there uh, because the economy isn't doing well either. <laughs> no. And, 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 you know, that's the interesting thing. Is we thought that the Democrats would make moves to stabilize the economy pre-midterm elections. Right. But they, well, maybe they did. But if they did, they got fucking outplayed. Man. You know who they got outplayed by? No. Well, let's think about it. China, Russia, mm. BRICS nations. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I see. Whoever's causing these supply chain disruptions. I, I always thought it was the other side doing it. Think about this. All these fires and supply chain disruptions. We just had another one, right? The fertilizer fire. In Washington state, yeah. Yeah. These small little pieces are catalysts to a larger effect. And obviously, this is having a negative effect on Biden's economy. Yeah. So it's not being done for the benefit of Biden, for the benefit of the liberals. Well. So most likely it's being done by foreign actors. Foreign actors like who would be interested in economic warfare against the United States of America? China. China. Speaking of Maybe. China. Go ahead. It could be that's possible, but I think that the benefit that he gets, although it does affect the economy, is the death that it could cause and their depopulation agenda and the new world order. Well, so, don't get me wrong. I think it fits the, the great reset yeah. new world order agenda wholeheartedly. But I'm looking at this from a, a massive 40,000 foot view because yeah. we have to. Right. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily disagreeing. No, no, I know you're not. Either way. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying is we have to keep all options. Absolutely. It's a good point. So this was some good news that came out today. Biden was complicit. Joe Biden was complicit in six alleged white collar crimes, including tax evasion, using non-public info for financial gain and illegally utilizing his alias email. 634 page watchdog report mm. on the contents of Hunter Biden's war laptop claims a report by mm. Marco Polo claims Joe Biden is complicit in tax evasion, violating the presidential records act and used non-public information for financial gain. 
The six is incidents involving Joe listed in the report span from June 2010 to December 2016. A 2016 email shows that then-VP senior advisor sent a schedule for his call with the Ukrainian president, Petro Poshenko, and copied Hunter in the message. Copying his son in the VP schedule constitutes a use of non-public information from a government job for financial gain, the report claims. The advisor had also sent the message to an alias email address Joe used under the name Robert Peters. Peter Peters. Mm-hmm. The report claims Joe also illegally utilized his private alias email address under another pseudonym in a 2012 conversation with Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. That's 2012. And so he's being listed as an accomplice in six alleged white-collar crimes in the explosive 634-page report. Um, the incendiary report for uh, by nonprofit Marco Polo, a right-wing transparency group, details accusations of 459 crimes allegedly committed by Hunter, including prostitution offenses, distribution and possession of drugs, defrauding government agencies, illegal foreign lobbying, lobbying and money laundering. Wow. Hmm. Probably just the tip of the iceberg, too. Right? Well, you remember when I said that uh, who's a liability for the liberals and the Democrats? Hunter. Hunter and Joe Biden. And that they would move at some point in time to get rid of Joe. And now this is all coming out. But but then you go back to the Rhino Republican establishment, right? But Kevin okay. McCarthy, we're not going to impeach Joe Biden. What? What the hell are you talking about? You haven't even done an investigation on him to say that. Right. And now we're seeing this 634-page report come out alleging massive abuse of crimes. What, what about Hunter Biden's artwork? Oh, yeah. That's that uh, was, money that's laundering. That's this presidency. That's, everyone yeah. knows that's what art is for. Yeah, that was this presidency. Yeah. You know, Hunter Biden's artwork is selling as high as Monet's and Picasso's. Half a million, $600,000. It's all ridiculous, but that's even more absurd. It it is pretty absurd. All right, so Crown Prince, Saudi Arabia, mocks Biden as mentally challenged amid crashing U.S.-Saudi relations you know this is this is kind of epic because (laughs) it reminds me that pompeo and donald trump traveled the world negotiating with various countries right i mean they went everywhere but they also went to the primary BRICS countries modi came here right they went to saudi arabia they went to uh, Turkey, went to um, went to Ukraine, went to you know, Singapore, North Korea, China, right? Yeah, yeah. But now we're seeing this transition of some of these countries that were that loved Trump. They they loved oh, Trump. Yeah. Even came out after 2020 and said the United States needs to look at those election results. Okay, Saudi Arabia yeah. was one of them. And they didn't love Trump because Trump helped them out so much. Trump was hard on Putin. Trump was hard on Xi. Trump was hard on everybody. But I think he was just uh, helpful enough on the grand scale to be loved by almost everybody. You know what I think? And I think you're right. But yeah, we have to look at it this perspective as well. Trump was a strong leader who just wanted a fair deal across the board for everybody. That's it. 
Didn't want any scams or schemes. Didn't want to cheat anybody out of anything. Just wanted a fair deal across the board. And I think when you look at Putin or Xi, they're okay with that. Like, shit, let's do shit by the book and let's just have a fair deal across the board. I can work and live with that and take down the globalists at the same time. I think that's why they liked him. They respected him because he was a strong leader. He was he was the guy that went to, to Putin and said, look, if you go to Ukraine, um, I'm going to bomb the shit out of Moscow. Right? He said that. What did he say to uh did you hear what he did to the Taliban leader? The Taliban uh, leader? No. So he had a a phone call with the leader of the Taliban before Biden came in, right? Okay. And he said, uh if you kill any more Americans, if there's any more attacks on any more Americans, I'm sending you a picture right now. And he sent him a picture. And he goes, that's our next target. And it was the Taliban leader's house. Dude. That's fucking ruthless. <laughs> but he he literally did that. That's like, wild. Texted him over a picture of the dude's house from geospatial information. Right? That's a strong leader. That is someone who you don't mess with. He's a man of his word. And I think that's why they respected him so much. And I think that he helped the globalists. Xi Jinping, we're going to talk about Jintao, Xi Jinping, Putin, Saudi Arabia. And those are the three big ones, by the way. Xi Jinping, Putin, and Saudi Arabia. Three big ones. Turkey's another massive one. Egypt's a massive one. Okay? These countries are, are like the economic powerhouses within that new Silk Road. And he knew that. He understood that the only way to take down the globalists, the Western totalitarian new world order who's had basically a stranglehold on the economic stability of the world for the last 50 years was to compete with them economically was to go after the places that provide all the raw materials all the critical materials and infrastructure and energy to the world get them to unify against the western nations and fight this economic war that way because what happens is, is you kill them economically. If they don't have money, they can't fund their private and secret wars. Right. And this it's is all exactly the belts, what we're seeing. The belts and roads from China. Yeah. Wow. And this is exactly what we're seeing. But then we're seeing what? We're seeing the globalists attacking who? The two strongest nations within the BRICS alliance, China and Russia. One, they're threatening through proxy war. The other, they're threatening with actual war and uh, economic warfare and political warfare. Now, I don't think, like, look, I don't want to go live in Russia. I don't want to go live in China. Likewise. I don't think they're good places to live and I don't think they're great leaders to live under. Okay? But, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And the Western globalists are my enemy. And Russia and China, Saudi Arabia are standing up to them. And those three right there, Firstly, you have manufacturing powerhouse in the world, China, the number one place for exports in the world. You have yeah. Russia, 52% of the world's fertilizer and uranium and oil and gas comes from Russia. Then Saudi Arabia, over 60% comes from the OPEC nation. Like You're talking like the Western nations wouldn't be able to fight a war because they have no gas. And Joe Biden shot himself in the foot. He took over mm. the presidency through a coup. 
And the day he took over, he had energy independence in the United States of America. He had a full strategic petroleum reserve, yeah. right? All he had to do was carry that out and he could win any war. It doesn't matter. Doesn't even have to do anything. But he canceled it. He got rid of energy independence in the United States through 17 executive orders. Why? Right away. Yeah. Because they Which... weren't expecting. Yeah. Hmm. The economic warfare to play back on them. Also, depending on the results of the upcoming election, they could use, they could lose. U- Ukraine could lose all their funding, too. Right. You know, that's a hard one because you got to remember that most of the Republicans are on Ukraine's side. Yeah. Damn. Most of the Republicans are on Ukraine's side. And I think that's dumb. Okay. But uh, even Donald Trump's on Ukraine's side. But I, I think that we're watching a movie here with Ukraine. I just have a feeling we're watching a movie. Not that people aren't dying, not that the war is not waging, but that in another sense, that this whole scenario is being set up for Donald Trump to come in. I, I'm telling you, I think Vladimir Putin, we know, was they, they, Russia just came out the other day and said, we want to go to the table and negotiate. Let's talk. And Zelensky said, no. In the U.S., the White House won't even take the fucking calls. Hmm. But if the Republicans come in, what's the, one of the first things they're going to do? Let's negotiate. Let's go to the table. Let's, let's, yeah, it, they'll it, probably work peace out. Yeah, they have the ability to enter into those negotiations. And... If it's Republicans and American first candidates, who are they going to call? Donald Trump. Art of the deal. All right. Some comic relief. Let's listen to Joe Biden, hear what he has to say here. So let's say Trump doesn't run again. Convince Aunt Gloria that she should stick with you. Well, I think Aunt Gloria should take a look. I, I, I think it's a legitimate thing to be concerned about anyone's age, including mine. I think that's totally legitimate. But I think the best way to make the judgment is to, uh, to you know, watch me. You know, am I slowing up? Am I don't have the same pace? As her? You know, uh, and that old joke, you know, uh, um, everybody talks about the, you know, the new 70s, 50s, all that stuff. You know, I, you know, it could be, I, I'm a great respecter of fate. I could get a disease tomorrow i could you know drop dead tomorrow but i you know in terms of my energy level in terms of how much i'm able to do i think people should look and say is he he still have the same passion for what he's doing and if they think i do and i can do it then that's fine if they don't then they should vote against me not against me should encourage me not to go but that's not how i feel I can't even say the age I'm going to be. I can't even get it out of my mouth. Because you can't remember. (laughs) He's not well. Dude, like, do you need any more proof that Joe Biden has some issues? Like, if you want to talk about someone who is mentally incompetent, listen to that run-on sentence. I mean, he Double went from think. here to here to here over there. Double think. Anybody who listens to that and can come out and say with a straight face that he's competent he's is so lying smart. to themselves and they know it. He's so smart. Hold on. Damn right. 
That thing was loud. All right, moving on. CNN plans more layoffs as ratings plummet. The full extent of layoffs is not yet known. In May, CNN CEO Chris Litch told staff he did not plan on making large staff cuts. But now it looking like they're going to, we know, uh, we know, uh, Pervy Stelzer over there is gone. But uh, according to Dylan Byers, the founding partner and senior correspondent at Puck News, CNN is bracing for more layoffs, partly as a result of the recent consolidation uh, of its television and digital news gathering units, though the cuts are likely to go well beyond that. Good. Uh -huh. You want any more evidence that you're winning the information war? There it is right there. So, you know, what's interesting is we had this uh, this big announcement by uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland today. Yeah. And we were all wondering what it was going to be, if it was going to be, oh, there's going to be interference in our election and violence, and right? And then, you know, then there was a rumor about TikTok, but it yeah, ended up being about Yahweh. Now, what's interesting about this investigation Huawei. is uh, U.S. charges alleged Chinese spy in telecoms case, right? Uh, the Department of Justice charged... He, Goshun, and Wang Zhang with obstruction of justice and he with money laundering after they allegedly paid a U.S. informant they believed to have recruited $61,000 worth of Bitcoin to supply internal documents related to the case against the company. Uh, this investigation actually started under Trump, so just for everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. And so it, has, it was an extension off of Trump's Yahweh case against, uh, about, against Yahweh. And that these executives, we remember hearing about this in 2020. And so we knew that the, the FBI was investigating them and yep, they got busted. But Biden's taking full credit for it. So whatever. Hmm. And it was looked like 13 charged in DOJ crackdown on Chinese espionage influence campaigns. Uh, the Chinese, the government of China sought to interfere. This was from John Solomon. The government of China sought to interfere with the rights and the freedoms of individuals in the United States to undermine our judicial system and protect those rights. They did not succeed. Um, authorities arrested two individuals. We just talked about them. Uh, they caused a forced reparation of the PRC national residing in the United States. The DOJ unveiled the eight-count indictment October 20th. The defendants in the case face accusations of surveilling and harassing a Chinese national living in the U.S. as part of Beijing's Operation Fox Hunt that aims to extra-legally uh, repatriate Chinese individuals. You know, this comes just three weeks after New York City has opened up a Chinese police station to go after Chinese nationals, Chinese citizens in the United States and monitor them, as well as Canada did the same thing. Yeah. So kind of think, interesting, right? Yeah, I was listening to the live <clears throat> uh, live stream today of the DOJ coming out and putting mm -hmm. this news out there. And they'd mentioned it had to do with, um, as you said, back when what Trump started and our academics and stealing of information and secrets with right. some of these Chinese people. Well, and, and that's what a lot of this is about, is that China has came here for the longest time and stole our technological secrets because they don't have the same patent laws. And basically, you can just go over there, they can manufacture something, they can repatent it, reproduce it, and they don't give a crap. And, and that's what's happening. That's what kind of Walmart helped promulgate within China during the 1980s and the 1990s to get cheap manufacturing. This is why you'd go to Walmart and you get all the knockoff products of the name brand. Because that's exactly what was happening is they would fund this innovation and development in China 
they would send manufacturing over there and then they would steal the patents, redesign it and sell it for, you know, 50% less. This is where it gets interesting, though. Biden administration to warn about threats to the nation's election infrastructure. Top Biden national security officials are tracking multiple threats to the nation's election security infrastructure ahead of the midterms and are set to issue warnings, including an internal intelligence bulletin this week, according to two people familiar with the matter. The bulletin will lay out details of cyber threats posed by China and Russia, as well as other non-state actors and potential physical threats to election officials in jurisdictions across the country. The point right there, potential physical threats to election officials and jurisdictions across the country, they're talking about right-wing extremism right there. They're labeling you and me as that, people who are watching the drop boxes, who are actually catching people doing shit, okay? The warnings come in the midterm elections near and amid increasing reports of intimidation at ballot drop boxes that people requested anonymity to talk freely about sensitive national election and election matters. So... What they're talking about here is people are taking pictures of election drop boxes, putting cameras up. There is, I haven't seen any intimidation. I haven't seen any videos of intimidation or any evidence of that. What I've seen is basically conservatives, some some of them armed in all, uh, Arizona and so forth, watching over the ballot boxes. Hey, yeah. don't be stuck in that ballot box. Staying this, I know there's rules on how close you could be when you're watching them. And mm -hmm. the things I've seen are like, hey, everyone, just so you know, stay this far away and blah, blah, blah. I haven't seen anything weird like that, like you're like you're saying. Hmm. Right. And so we knew that they were going to do this. And I'm going to talk about the Carrie Lake thing here in a second. But are you seeing all the mules, though, that people are? Yeah. Out there? Oh, yeah. People covered up their license plates, all yeah. types of stuff. So what we're seeing, though is the narrative being set for them to call out the Republicans for stealing after they win. That's yep. the key factor that we have to look at here. Let's look at this poll real quick. This is a Twitter poll. What is your confidence level in Joe Biden? Please retweet the file for better sampling. We've had 17,727 votes in 20 hours and a 96% is 25% or less. So statistical probability with a 46% approval rating for Joe Biden and then seeing this on Twitter. And yeah, it's from a right person, a person on the right with 100,000 followers. Still, that is uh, statistically improbable that he has a 43% approval rating. Uh, new shock poll. Republicans have good chance of winning Senate majority. I've been talking about this, that the, the polls have shifted once again. If you remember the beginning of the year, the polls were Senate and Congress to Republicans. In the middle of the summer, it changed that the Senate would go to the Democrats. Nate Silver of 538 led the way with the propagandic DNC-funded polling, which is completely manipulated. <clears throat> and I said that if you watch Nate Silver's polling and it begins to shift and change, that's telling you that we are overwhelming the voter rolls, which means that it's statistically improbable that they can cheat. And Nate Silver came out Friday and said, now the Senate's a toss-up. That is huge. And now we're seeing, with just over two weeks until the midterm elections, and now looks though Republicans may win the Senate in addition to the House. Uh, Joe Biden's presidency would be effectively over, and Democrats would no longer have power to conduct any more of their sham investigations. Senate polling averages 17 days from election indicate Republicans win the majority. Polling averages and voting models indicate a bump in Republican support in Senate races. Heading into the midterms, Real Clear Politics is projecting the GOP is on track to flip Senate races in Arizona, Georgia, and Nevada, um, though its polling average shows Democrat Ralph Warnick leading Republican Herschel Walker in Georgia. We know Herschel Walker is not going to lose. 
On Monday, the New York Times, Siena College's latest poll showed Republicans in a four-point lead, 49 in 54% over Democrats when voters were asked for whom they favor to represent in the Congress. Just last month, the Times, Siena's September poll had Democrats with a one-point edge. Polling for the 2022 generic congressional vote, a closely watched indicator for midterm performance, shows Democrats' average advantage over Republicans peaking in mid-September with a 1.3% lead, a decent advantage, a decent advantage given Biden's approval ratings consistently hovered around 40%. And so, and then they talk about electoral data analysis from 538, updated Saturday, puts the race in the Senate in a dead heat. The Senate is currently at 50-50 split with the two majority parties. Dude, (laughs) we're going to take it. We're Um, going to take the Senate and and the Congress. I mean, they, they can't do it unless they cheat. And the only way they can cheat is if it's statistically in their favor, unless it's 2020 and they just don't have any other choice. Oh yeah, and I'm trying to pull this up, Dan's got it. It's right there. Today. Here it is. Yep, I got it. Dan Scavino, Red Wave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dan Scavino, Red Wave. There it is, right there. That was posted on his Twitter. At uh, let me see. 6.03 p.m. I think it's 6.03, oh. right? Uh, I don't know what time zone is he in. Scavino, it's always going to be East Coast. So, yep, 6.03 p.m. Let's see here. Let's let's see if there's anything in there. I, I want to just check. The truth time stamps one minute later. Is it? Hmm, interesting. So 1803 is the 3rd of August, 2018. How do you safeguard the integrity of our elections from domestic and foreign criminal actors? How do you utilize the Russia-Russia narrative to knock out decades-old election corruption? Why are the Dems opposed to cleaning up voter rolls? Why are the Dems opposed to imposing voter ID laws that further safeguard our elections? Why oppose basic common sense methods that are currently deployed worldwide? Logical thinking, corruption. Interesting. Hmm. that it goes to a voter one. So good timestamp right there. What do you think about the length of the video? 25 uh, seconds. Hmm. I got 25 There's 25, seconds. truth is 24. Yeah, it's, it's, so they're usually going to be a little less. Hmm. So that's why they're hard to go with the time of the video. Unless it's no, specific. It's 24 and 25 go together yeah. anyway. Well, and then here we go. The title of tonight's show, Panic in BC. Red Tsunami Inbound. And this was what Drudge Report looked like this morning. Polls reveal, reveal staggering polarization ahead of midterms. Armed vigilantes at Arizona ballot box. Left fears maps slipping away. Sharp swing in momentum. Five sleeper races that could surprise. Swing state no more. GOP confidence grows in Florida. Cheney predicts new rise of conservative parties. Says Republicans more dangerous than Dems. Right wing roadshow promotes Christian nationalism. Voter interest all time high. What does that tell you? Panic in D.C. They are scared of what is coming. Incredibly scared of what is coming. And you want to know how scared they are? Now, do you remember when Carrie Lake won the primary over Dobson? And she was behind by 10 points in like the middle of the night. And somehow in the like throughout the night, she won. Yeah. And we put out a few, few theories out there. One of the theories is, is that Carrie Lake realized that they were cheating for Dobson, called bullshit, called them up, said, hey, we're watching you, and then they ended up letting her win. 
Or one of the theories that we've always said is that the Democrats were cheating for her. Mm -hmm. Listen to this shit. This was from Project Veritas today. So all across the country. So this is Becky Hobbs. Okay. This is the Secretary of <clears throat> the Secretary of State of Arizona who's running for governor against Carrie Lake's sister, twin sister. Listen to what she says to Project Democrat candidates, not candidates themselves, but the party yeah. was putting money in primaries into the races of the extreme Trump endorsed candidates as opposed to the moderate Republicans that were running because they wanted those extremists oh, yeah. to win because they knew that the Dems had a better chance of winning their races against the extremist candidates than they did against the moderate Republicans. A fierce gubernatorial race is underway between current Secretary of State Democrat Katie Hobbs and Republican candidate Carrie Lake. Our undercover journalist sat with Becky Hobbs, that's Katie Hobbs' twin sister, and uncovered a surprising, if not shocking, national Democrat strategy to help Carrie Lake win her primary. So the Dem Party put money into those extremist races so that that would be... And okay, so on election night, on primary night, when we, we were at Katie's event on primary night and she didn't know the night of the election who her opponent was going to be, but Karen Taylor Robeson was up by 10. Yeah. And it was kind of like it took the air out of the room because everyone knew that Katie was polling better against Carrie Lake and everyone knew that Katie had a better chance to win against Carrie Lake. So everyone wanted Carrie Lake to be the nominee. So it was kind of like this sigh of relief when Carrie Lake actually ended up winning. Yeah. Because Katie, it, it, it's a better opponent for her. Because, yeah. she, because she's because she's yeah. Yeah. so it will be easier for her to win. Right. This brings into question rhetoric in the news media, urging that democracy itself is at stake in this midterm election. So which is it? Are Trump-backed candidates a genuine threat, or is it all engineered by the Democratic Party to alter public perception for their benefit? And that's the important part. So what we're seeing here is the Democrats, the DNC, is going behind utilizing conservative uh, avenues to fund Trump-endorsed candidates that they view as extremists. What that means is that people who have ties to the truth movement, COVID vaccination, uh, you know, 2020 election fraud, to fund their campaigns because they can produce the mass propaganda through the mass media for them against the other candidate in the Democratic Party to help them win. But here was the key. You heard her talking about Carrie Lake the night. Mm -hmm. They were shocked. Yeah. Is it possible that you got to remember, this is, is Katie Hobbs' sister. This is the Secretary of State of Arizona who's in control of all the voting. She wanted to run against Carrie Lake. Not Dobson. How did Carrie Lake get those 10 points at the, by the end of the night? Fraud, probably. The Democrats cheated for her. Is it possible that the Democrats cheated for Carrie Lake to get her the win? I would put money on that they did. <laughs> I will put money that they did as well. Yeah. Wild. Now, here's how that could flip. 
Kerry Lake wins, right? Republicans win Congress and Senate. All they have to do is show one election of where Republicans cheated. Now they so go they back can... after Carrie Lake and say she cheated in her primary. Mm, be, mm. Well, they can't I, now because of this video just came out. But yeah, you understand... I think it puts risk, it's risky for them. But I see, I see. Here's the thing: if this theory is correct, and it's a theory, I'm speculating. If the Democrats utilize infiltration within the conservative movement to cheat for Carrie Lake to get her to beat Dobson in the primary. Okay? Yeah. How many operatives do they have in other conservative campaigns? Uh, probably all of them, if they could have their way, at least. Exactly. Which means that, do you think that they probably have people, the poll workers, mail-in ballots that are going out for Republican candidates? Yeah, they could. And they knew be... they couldn't win. If they knew there was going to be a red wave anyway, this election, mm -hmm. might they just cheat and then do as you said and say, it's a illegitimate election. Let's investigate. So you, you take it in the context, the economic aspect. Why didn't Joe Biden do anything on the economy like he should have offered a stimulus, stimulated the company, the economy a few days, a few months before the election, all this stuff. Why would he come out with an executive order for student loan debt relief that they know the Democrats know? That the executive order is illegitimate. It doesn't work. It's unconstitutional. Some people don't know that. Well, the Democrats them. know that. Nancy Pelosi literally said it two years ago. They know that. I mean, like your average person who wants that money doesn't know that. Mm -hmm. They're going online and they're signing up for the bullshit. Right. But that's what I'm trying to yeah. say uh, is the moves that they've made. Yeah. Were they intentional? Are you trying to imply that they don't want to get elected? <laughs> Yes. Okay. I'm trying to say that they want the red wave to happen, that they didn't want to win because they're setting the Republicans up for what they do best, projection. That they've infiltrated the majority of these Republican campaigns. They have poll workers who are working for these infiltrators on the Republican side. Mm -hmm. And they're stealing votes for the Republicans. And then after the election, when the red wave happens... It's going to come out that the Republicans cheated. And all the evidence is going to be right there. And then they're going to say, you you were doing what you told us we were doing. You, you guys had the insurrection because you thought we stole the election, but it was really you who were stealing elections. That's what they're going to do. They could, dude. That would actually be smart. I mean, we thought they were going to do it in 2020. I, I'm telling you, this is... It, we just saw there, through Project Veritas, that they've infiltrated Kerry Lake's governor race in the primaries. They're funding it. If they're funding it, you know they have operatives in there. How did Kerry Lake win by 10 point? It doesn't work like that. Joe Biden, it only works for Joe Biden and the coup. I'm telling you, be fucking warned. It's this a is possibility. Coming. And it, you know what comes from that? Violence. <laughs> Violence comes from that. Um, yeah, I'm not saying that it should. I'm just saying naturally, I believe that with how radical the left is and what we saw with cities burning over the last couple of years, we're going to very likely see more violence. Well, I, I happens, think that if that happens, it's going to lead to civil war. Because the right's going to say, no, 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 we didn't. They're going to say, yeah, we've got the evidence. We got the proof. Look at this. And then it's going to come out that they were 
Republican people who were working for their campaigns that were connected with the voter people and the people who all switched out in the polling stations, right? And these were all operatives. And they're operatives for the DNC, just like the DNC ran it. These people don't have political affiliations. They got money affiliations. They don't care who they're working for. Yeah, I wonder if they could pull it off. Well, if you if you look at how they've sabotaged the last three months, it starts to make a lot of sense. It's a possibility. I could see it. Yeah. How it would shake out, though, is kind of something I, I have to sit and think about for a while. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I'm just I, I'm trying to wrap my head around. Mm-hmm. Either it's the toll of economic warfare from China, Russia, and so forth that's having on the U.S. economy and Joe Biden's presidency. Or that the Democrats are completely just fucking brain dead and have no idea what they're doing. Okay, because they look really bad right now. The economy's shit, and they're just out there gaslighting everybody about it. Okay? Or, whole world's a stage. You're watching a movie. This is exactly mm-hmm. what they planned. It's a tactic. I'm ready for the happy ending. Well, here's some happy news. Oh, New York good. judge rules that continued absentee mail-in voting based on COVID is unconstitutional. Uh, this is Saratoga County Supreme Court Justice Diane Freestone ordered local boards of elections to stop counting the absentee ballots they've already received, stating that the uh, appears poised to continue the expanded absentee voting provisions in New York state law is unconstitutional in an Orwellian perpetual state of health emergency and cloaked in a veneer of voter infringement. So this is this is good news for New York state. We could potentially see New York State coming out on top and having some Republicans get into office because of this. That would be amazing for New York. Yep. And so this was interesting. It's kind of, whoa, dude, it's only 730. Holy shit, I've been talking for a while. (laughs) It's Monday, Uh, dude. (laughs) Ignored by the fake news, special agent testifies FBI used geo-tracking to identify Trump supporters at U.S. Capitol on January 6th, similar to 2000's Mule's investigation. The bombshell report by the Electronic Freedom Foundation revealed vast secretive partnership between private companies and the federal government to surveil and track the movement of millions of Americans. According to the EFF, Biden's regime's alphabet agency, including ICE, FBI, Secret Service, Department of Homeland Security, and the Department of Defense, as well as state and local enforcement, are being funneled hordes of private cell phone location data by private brokers who harvest the information. This is the same tactic that Greg Phillips, Catherine Engelbrook of True the Vote, used for their investigation in the mail-in ballot drop box fraud during the 2020 election. The cell phone location data collected by this group is used to identify the network of Democrat operatives who committed mass election fraud as seen in the 2000 Mules documentary. Excuse me. <laughs> and so Jennifer Banks is a special agent testified in the criminal prosecution of uh, the Oath Keepers in the U.S. versus uh, vers Stuart Rhodes at all criminal case um, that the same geolocation data underlying True the Votes, Dinesh DeSouza's 2000 Mules movie of widespread voter fraud in November 3rd, 2020 presidential election is accurate and reliable. More than that, the prosecution relied upon the technology in prosecuting the Oath Keepers. Special Agent Jennifer Banks was called by the prosecutors, meaning that Merrick Garland's Department of Justice had endorsed Dinesh DeSouza's documentary presentation of the 2020 election. Basically, what they're saying is since that they're using the same data and they're using this to prosecute someone else, that they're they're basically saying that yeah, Dinesh DeSouza's movie and and uh, Greg's 
evidence is legitimate, which is pretty big. Hypocrites. You know, this is it. I saw this right here, CNBC. And you got to watch out for titles here. Ivermectin, a drug once touted as a COVID treatment by conservatives, doesn't improve recovery, much clinical trial finds. Uh, yeah, it, it, it doesn't. So they find a team of scientists affiliated with Duke University found that ivermectin does not meaningfully improve the recovery of people with mild to moderate COVID. <laughs> I see what you're saying, dude. So it, it's a tie on words. Well, that's not what ivermectin's for. It's not for recovery. It's a prophylactic. Mm-hmm. It's meant to take before you get sick so you don't get sick. It inhibits the ACE receptor take up of the spike protein. It's not meant to, you, you, they will give you ivermectin, like the doctors will give you ivermectin after you get sick because it's going to stop any further uptake and spread of the illness, yeah. but it's not going to alleviate the symptoms. Right. And as they said, it might slow it, or they alluded to it slowing down a little bit or not helping mm-hmm. much. It helps a little bit from it yep. for progressing. But yeah, what idiots, man. Fake yeah. news. They're good. They're pretty good, aren't they? Yeah. And it, you could trick somebody so easily if they just are a layman when it comes to medicine, you know, or that's anything. Right. Well, that's the propaganda they're pushing out there. Ivermectin does nothing. I saw a CNBC article. <laughs> yeah. So Rishi Sunak, one of the richest people in Britain, a former Goldman Sachs banker, World Economic Forum member, and central bank digital currency social credit score salesman, is now the UK prime minister. And they declined to even have elections. And so Truss is out, Boris steps down, and all of a sudden oh. the World Economic Forum dude steps in, and this dude is a global list. Listen to this. Today, I'm proud to say that under the UK's presidency, the group of the world's seven most advanced economies, the G7, is launching a set of public policy principles for retail central bank digital currencies, CBDCs. Central bank digital currencies could be a digital version of money, a bit like a digital banknote that could be used alongside physical notes and coins. Unlike most of the digital money people use daily today, it would be issued directly by a central bank, like the Bank of England in the... Boom, that's all you needed to hear. It'd be issued by a central bank. Centralized digital currency, controlled by the globalists, for the globalists, and of course, he goes on to mention it's tied into all the bogus things like climate change and equity and all mm-hmm. this stuff, all those key words that they love to say. Oh, my yeah. God. He's a I true he's... World Economic Forum globalist who's been under investigation many times for money laundering, fraud, so forth. And now he's the prime minister of the UK with no vote. Yeah. But, you know, in Canada, a newly sworn Alberta premier plans to make it illegal to discriminate based on COVID-19 vaccination status. Mm. Yay. About time. Uh, The new premier, Danielle Smith, has apologized to unvaccinated Canadians who face discrimination, and she plans to pardon Mm. those who were fined or imprisoned for breaking COVID protocols. I'm deeply sorry for anyone who was inappropriately subjected to discrimination as a result of their vaccine status. And I'm deeply sorry for any government employee that was fired from their job because of their vaccine status. And I welcome Mm. them back if they want to come back. My view has been that these were political (laughs) decisions that were made. And so I think they need political decisions to offer a reversal. Wow. Sounds like the government needs workers. It, it, it sounds like they actually got someone in office who probably wasn't supposed to be elected. But but what is Trudeau, Trudeau what is Castro doing? Trudeau Castro doing? 
What? Trudeau order orders freeze on handgun purchases in Canada. Oh yeah. Terrible, you can no man. longer the national freeze on the sale of purchase and transfer of handguns is effective immediately. This means people cannot buy, sell, or transfer handguns within Canada, and they cannot bring newly acquired handguns into the country. Sad. I wonder why. Why doesn't Trudeau want his population to be able to defend themselves? Hey, Canada, when you're ready, let us know. Yeah, you we'll guys can come in... to. Good. At least in communist Washington, we can have guns. You guys can come stay with yeah. me. We'll we'll sit refuge. on the border and throw you guys. <laughs> so Gia uh, had they had their national CCP meeting this week, and uh, we have uh, uh-huh. Iran's uh, uh, Rossi comes out and congratulates Xi on his. Re-election, quote-unquote re-election. It wasn't a re-election. It's basically a coup. <laughs> Russia's yeah. Putin and North Korea's Jim Kong Moon um, congratulate Xi Jinping for securing the third term. It wasn't a, a – it was a coup. <laughs> and this is where – A clean coup. I'm going to come out with a fucking theory on this. And I already uh, yes. did. I already Please posted do. this. Oh, you did? But – so you have to understand Asian and Chinese culture to hmm. understand what's happening here. Okay. Okay, so this, yeah. the CCP, Chinese Communist Party, okay, they have a a, a kind of like a um, a secret group of a secret chairman or a secret board of directors. Okay, they're known as the Council of Elders, right? And all the older people who have been long members and trusted compadres of the CCP, this is what they do. They're the Council of Elders. And they basically decide what the fuck happens, okay? The former president of China, Wao Jintao, Hu Jintao, Wao Jintao, okay? He's one of these elders. Now, do you remember a few weeks back, Xi Jinping disappeared and everybody thought there was a coup going on? This made national news? Yes. Okay. Xi Jinping has been basically against the World Economic Forum, the Western globalist nation. I've said for the many years that Xi Jinping has been leading the CCP away from the Western globalists and basically saying, we can do this on our own. We don't fucking need you. Well, we know that they have a fifth column within the military. They also have fifth columns within this council of others. Jintao would be one of them. Okay? This is what happened this weekend at this event. This is Jintao right here. This is Xi Jinping right here, smiling. Now, if you notice, Jintao looks confused. Like, what's going on? What are you guys doing? And Xi Jinping smiling. He doesn't want to get up. Xi Jinping is looking this way. He looks, goes back to Xi, goes, Xi. He goes, you better leave. And they escort him out. And nobody says a word. Now, why is this important? Jintao is probably one of the most powerful elders in China. And Xi just told him to get the fuck out of the room. Xi just sent a message. Hardcore. China's mind. Is what he just said. To everybody in that room. Okay? Now, they... they he tried to grab the red folder. They grabbed that from him, put it down. Xi says something to him as he walks out. And 
you know, they're saying it's because he potentially was COVID positive or something of that nature. Not a lot of news has been coming out of China. Um, Xi basically just reelected himself from the Chinese Communist Party as basically he can reign forever now. Um, and I think that they, the elders, basically had a talk with Xi Jinping a few weeks ago and told him, you either do what we tell you or you're going to disappear. And I think Xi Jinping just told them to F off. Wild. Yep. And so I think that the coup really did happen in China, and it was Xi taking it over and telling the globalists to fuck off. Oh, my gosh. Yep. And so now, well, and then also think about this. Think about the economic warfare being waged on China through the United States, through Joe Biden, through the Western nations. Yeah. Okay, the removal of all the chip manufacturing in China went down to zero yeah. in a, over a, overnight. That's yes. massive. That's forcing their hand into Taiwan. Yes, it is. Hmm. And not only that, I mean, and then you have droughts and massive famine. I mean, you have everything happening there. So this is a a war behind the scenes that we're seeing. All right. Doctors in Quebec call for an immediate end of vaccinating children for COVID. Um, I don't speak French, but uh, this is from Stephen Kirsch. 96 doctors in Quebec call for the end of vaccinating children from COVID. Great. Judge orders Fauci, other big top officials to testify under oath for big tech censorship. Did we talk about this one already? No, we didn't. Excuse me. At least not this week. I think this is new. Okay. So <clears throat> this, this came out basically the... Um, Louisiana, Missouri attorney generals have a lawsuit against the Biden administration. Uh, this has came about because of various different pieces of information. If you remember the disinformation governance board that the people stood up and fought and then it got disbanded. And then the yeah. Biden administration comes out and goes, oh, it's OK, because Jen Psaki said it, that Kami Kamala Harris was already leading a disinformation governance board at the White House that was collaborating with big tech. And she said this in a press conference. And like mm -hmm. Ducey was like, what did you just say? Well, apparently Missouri and Louisiana like didn't like that because it's called a violation of the Constitution. See, the government, including the White House, cannot collaborate with big tech to censor your First Amendment or constitutional rights. Violation of your, your constitutional rights. So what happened is, is we see like the uh, the February 2022 document comes out from the Department of Homeland Security labeling people as propagandists, these types of things working as Russian disinformation. The FBI documents labeling right-wing extremists as propagandists, these types of things, and the right-wing extremists, violent extremists. So we right. know that they were collecting data on us. Then we have Mark Zuckerberg goes on Joe Rogan's show and talks about, oh, yeah, you know, we, we were working with the FBI and we were monitoring Facebook messages of conservatives and sending that information directly to the White House, as well as the White House would send us information of what they didn't want us to post and saying that this is Russian propaganda and we would censor any conservatives who posted those types of things, as well as we'd send the names of these people to, to the White House. Like, what? That's fascism. Like, so... They've um, gone out there, and it looks like we have Dr. Anthony Fauci, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, FBI Supervisory Special Agents Elvis Chan, and other Biden administration officials will be disposed by this court case. So this is massive. Can't wait. 
Mm-hmm. WHO says, not a time to relax on the COVID and flu. I love how they throw the flu right in there afterwards because really you can just replace COVID with flu because that's really what they're talking about here. Uh, I think we got more COVID news here. Oh, she's got the FISA eye. Is that Katy Perry? Yeah. <laughs> Her, uh, her robot eyes weren't working really well. I know. Did you see her push her little button and it yeah. opened? Ding. That was wild. <laughs> her robot. I don't think it's a co- I don't think it's a Pfizer eye. I think it's a, the robot eye. What the hell? Dude, that's something else. Thousand students from same Virginia school call out sick with the flu as health officials urge Americans to get their shots. Roughly 1,000 students at a large high school in Virginia had called out sick with flu-like and gastrointestinal symptoms last week as doctors in the U.S. are urging people across the country to get their flu jabs. Uh, Stafford Senior High School in Fredericksburg, Virginia, made the announcement on Facebook on Friday and will continue to reassess conditions whether to resume extracurricular or sporting activities. You know what I think this is? Because this is doesn't make any sense at all. What? What do you think? Do you remember what happened at Bards Fest? Yes, I do. They sprayed something into the ventilation system and everybody got sick. Yeah. I think that's what just happened to that high school. They're trying oh, to bring shoot, back a maybe. pandemic. Yeah. And um, it was a stomach bug. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mainstream media keeps the fear going, the triple threat of illnesses coming this winter. Fear the mainstream porn. media. What's that? Fear porn. Fear porn. It's here. Yeah. Hospitals in 43 states, including California, have told ABC7 News they are grappling with early influx of the flu, RSV, and other respiratory illnesses. The ruling class and those who seek power and control over others are blaming the lifting restrictions of the respiratory illness. Many kids have COVID recently, actually, and when you've had recent COVID, that may make your immune system more reactive to the disease and other respiratory infections, uh, said Dr. Chin Hong. That is unproven, but again, it's another hypothesis people have proposed. And it's interesting, too, because I have seen a lot of respiratory um, sicknesses. I've already I know four people right now who has respiratory sickness. Yeah. And maybe it's the flu. Maybe it's the uh, the immune system. I don't know. But. Trying to kill us, man. That's what I think. Trying to trying to kill us. Mm -hmm. Take care of your immune systems. Uh, We're going to have to do. uh, We got one of Klaus Schwab coming up here soon. So we'll do one. Mm. But uh, Megan Kelly, let's listen to what she has to Crosley. say. Crosley. And something really sad happened in my family over the weekend. Um, my sister died. Uh, she was 58. Her name was Suzanne Crosley. And she died suddenly on Friday of a heart attack. Need we say more? They should investigate all these coincidences, connect the dots. No. Died suddenly. That's what we're doing. How about this one? Death of Americans under 25 is soaring since the rollout of COVID injections. In the first two and a half years of COVID, 150,000 more Americans under 45 have died than expected, but almost half of those deaths have occurred in the last 12 months. And now, uh, Joe Smalley has noted that the deaths are even younger Americans are soaring as bad um, as the story is for the under 45. It's a whole lot worse for the under 25s. 
By the end of February 2021, around 1,200 more than average under 25 said unexpectedly died, not from COVID, but from government policies. Vaccination of Americans under 25 started in earnest in February 2021. A year later, by the end of February 2022, excess deaths of under 25 had increased to around 6,000, five times more than the previous year. Yeah, we're witnessing fucking genocide, depopulation, man. Without a doubt, at this point, yeah. without a doubt. Uh, I'm going to go in here. So we have the battle of the streams going on. And I just want to acknowledge some people who are helping us out, stay alive here at the Red Pill Project um, and everything we do supporting us with the battle of the streams. That's D Live, Rumble, and Pilled. RPG3573 donated three ice cream. Thank you so much, RPG. X Grits. X donated two ice creams. Thank you so much. X Grits X. LED donated four ice cream. Thank you so much, LED. Babaloo to Aunt Gloria. $50 on Rumble. Thank you so much, Babaloo. Vader369 gifted some shades. Thank you so much, Vader. Vanguard 360s gifted a cookie. Thank you, but Vanguard. Low clearance. Josh plus theory equals red pill. $1 on Rumble. Thank you so much, low clearance. Gump, $1 on Rumble. I love the red pill family. We love you too, Gump. Uh, Vader369 gift, gifted a ship. Holla! Thank you so much, Vader. <laughs> and Pablo Picasso gifted some shades. You the best. We the best. We all the best. I love it. All right. Romanian defense minister resigns after Ukrainian comments. The Romanian defense minister said money he would resign after he faced a wave of criticism for saying the war in Ukraine could only end through peace talks with Russia. If that doesn't tell you what's happening right now, then I don't know what does. Yeah, they're like, that's going to get in the way of our military, so yeah. you should resign. He's well, like, okay. You know what's fucked up about that? What? Hold on. Uh, oh, that article's there. That article's there. I wanted... Okay, we'll just bring these over. Okay. I gotta bring some over. Give me a bring second. Bring it on over, dude. I'll bring the war ones over, because these are important. It, they are. Okay. So, we just talked about that. We talked about the Romanian defense minister, right? Yeah. Biden inches closer to World War Three. U.S. Yeah. troops on Ukraine-Romanian border. Mm -hmm. In combat deployment, prepare for to invade and fight Russian forces. So think about this. I mean, you have... Uh, where was it? That's not it. There it is. Okay. So we bring this one back over here. Romanian defense minister resigns after Ukraine comment. He says uh, that the only way to stop this war with Ukraine would end through peace talks with Russia. What does he know? He knows that right now in his country are U.S. troops, 101st Airborne Division is in Romania practicing on a combat deployment preparing to invade Russia. And he's saying, hey, we need a, we need a peace treaty. This is getting serious. And they fucking fired him. Understand. So the Biden administration has about 4,700 U.S. troops of the 101st Airborne Division near the Ukraine border in Romania holding live fire exercises with NATO allies practicing ground and air assault in preparation for invading Ukraine and fighting Russian forces there. The war game comes at the same time that NATO is holding a long-planned nuclear war exercise in Europe as concerns about a wider war increases. Earlier this week, British Defense Secretary Ben Wallace made an emergency flight to Washington where he met with Biden officials about the war in Ukraine. Following a sudden uptick in contact between Russia and NATO took place this week with two phone calls Friday and Saturday between Russian Defense Minister Sergei Shigo and U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin Shoigo also spoke to NATO defense chiefs in the U.K., France, and Turkey on Sunday. 
What was he talking about? This is uh, what they were talking about here. Shogo warns of uncontrolled escalation in Ukraine conflict. But what were they really talking about? They were talking about this right here. Steve Bannon came out. Russia accuses Ukraine of preparing to use dirty bombs on verge of uncontrolled escalation. Petraeus, General Petraeus, tells world America's ready to go in. A legitimate Biden regime is using Ukraine as an October surprise. This is the great Jack Posobiec and Midnight Rider called this. Uh, the October surprise is coming. Multilateral middle military force led by U.S. in Ukraine, not NATO, because there is no justification under NATO. Petraeus said U.S. may lead multinational force against Russia. And so we are seeing this ramp up. And if you guys didn't know, what happened is this weekend, basically, Russia came out and said that they were going to use a dirty bomb. Uh, Ukraine was going to use a dirty nuclear bomb. And I believe that Russia, Shoiku, is going out there and he's sending all the evidence to these defense secretaries saying, it's not us, it's them. They have it. They're going to do it to cover their ass. So it can't be blamed on them. And I think that the Russian defense minister probably just avoided nuclear war with World War III by doing this. Wow. I hope you're right. I hope I'm right, too, because... If, if Ukraine uses a nuclear weapon and they blame it on Russia, I don't think anybody's going to believe them. And there's well, no way the Western nations could. There comes a point where if Russia's threatened, and they've said this, that they will retaliate retaliate with uh, nuclear force. Yep. And um, I don't know if this would justify that to Russia, but they're getting closer and closer and closer and closer to the worst case scenario every day. Absolutely. And what else is happening? <laughs> I mean, a lot, man, it's, uh, it's getting crazy. It's getting yeah. really crazy there. And I think that, um, this is probably going to escalate before the midterms. Cause that could also initiate. It's a nuclear event happened globally. That's going to initiate what's known as continuity of government here in the United States of America, which executive powers become open to Joe Biden to basically suspend habeas corpus, to suspend the Constitution, to start basically going out there and uh, rounding up conservatives, okay, literally, and delaying the uh, the elections. So not only that, as we're on the verge of economic collapse, U.S. has only 25 days of diesel supply shortage could cripple the economy. The United States is down to 25 days of diesel supplies. A top White House official declared the stockpile levels are unacceptably low. Data provided by the Energy Information Administration, EIAA, or EIA, shows that diesel stockpiles are at the lowest level for October in records that date back to 1993. Wow, that's not good. Maybe, maybe I'm dumb, but this doesn't mean that we're going to run out in 25 days. This means that if we stop production and purchasing, that we would run out in 25 days. Correct. If everything halted and stopped, we would run out in 25 days. And when I, yeah, when I first started seeing headlines like this about different resources, I was like, oh my God, what? And then I looked into it, I was like, oh, okay. False alarm, but not good. So you got to remember Joe Biden's reliability. Democrats are now calling for Biden to back off the war hawk Ukraine strategy, begin ceasefire negotiations. Democrats are calling for this. I know. They're losing grip. Well, because they know they're going to lose the election. Yeah. They're not even... That, yeah, we're not even involved to that extent yet. They're already calling for it to stop. This is good. Mm-hmm. We should have peace. 
And so this is this is kind of the good good news in the gas industry. Texas natural gas drops towards zero as output swamps pipelines. Uh, natural gas prices in the Bermian Basin of West Texas are plunging towards zero as booming production overwhelms pl- pipeline networks, creating a regional glut of the fuel. Gas in the area of the vast Permian known as Waha traded for as little 20 cents to 70 cents per million British thermal units on Monday, traders said. That compares with the U.S. benchmark futures contract that's trading around $5.20 in European price, close to $28. If West Texas prices tumble into negative territory, energy producers will effectively be paying someone to take the gas off their hands, something that hasn't happened in two years. Interesting. That's kind of good news, though. I mean, they're starting to ramp up production. What did J.P. Morgan say, though? We have... uh, J.P. Morgan President Daniel Pinto uh, has came out and said that a recession may be price to pay to beat inflation. Market bottom is not in yet. Telling (laughs) you, we've been warning you guys. It's coming. And with that being said, go ahead, sorry. Waiting for the big moves as far as the economy goes. Right. And we know that as long as the Democrats are there, the economy is going to get worse. And so I'm going to put this out there. I don't advertise a lot, guys, but this is I work with Dr. Kirk Elliott with my money. Okay, I I got we got hundreds of people that are working with Dr. Kirk Elliott. And I recommend if you have a 401k laying around an IRA, if you want to open an IRA, if you have cash laying around and you want to get in the gold and silver. Give Dr. Kirk Elliott a call 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com. Scroll down to the bottom. At the bottom, you're going to see the phone number, and you can just contact them. Let them know that the Red Pill Project is the one that sent you. But this is getting serious, uh, especially when we see the attacks on our infrastructure. Shelter-in-place advisory extended following Wilbur Ellis fertilizer plant fire. So over 100 and I think we're up to like 148 various different uh, food processing, manufacturing, distribution, energy, infrastructure, fertilizer, agriculture, gas production facilities have been targeted in just the last year year astronomical and so that's going to ramp up this supply chain crisis and push us further and further not into a recession we're already in a recession into a great depression famine dust bowl that type of shit yes and and here's another indicator america's farm economy shrinks for fifth straight month under inflation strain the agricultural economy continues to shrink under President Joe Biden's America as inflation burdens the industry. Crichton University's Rural Mainstream Main Street Economic Index currently sits below the growth neutral of 50 Black Hills Fox reported Sunday. The outlet noted the number uh, it was uh, noted the number meant it was the fifth straight month farming and ranching economies have seen industry shrink. So this isn't good either. I mean, listen. America is an agricultural nation. And if we can't go out there and produce livestock, crops, Mississippi's dried up, we can't even yeah. ship them up and through the Midwest to the south, or the south of the up to the Midwest. Uh, we're in for a dire situation in the next 3 to 6 months. It's going to be bad. Yeah, and even long term. Yep, even long term. Uh, This is a cool story that I thought I would share with you guys. A Vermont town's water official resigns amid fluoridization confusion. Kendall Chamberman, 
The town's water superintendent for over 30 years said he had been lowering fluoride levels well below state guidelines for more than a decade. This guy's a hero. <laughs> I love so it. So good. I don't think he needs to resign. I think he needs a medal. He needs to run for yeah. mayor of that city. Yeah, dude. What a beautiful story. Yeah. Um, There's no confusion there, by the way. <laughs> That's all. What do we got here? We got school in Dutch province serving insects to students. Unbelievable. Yeah, those have been popping up. A lot of schools are utilizing insects. Gross. Mm-hmm. And then Klaus Schwab. Yeah, to Klaus Schwab. Developments. And we business, of course, um, as a very important audience. And we have politics. We have uh, continuous uh, uh, partnerships with many governments around the world. And of course, we have NGOs, uh, we have trade unions, we have all those different parts. Media, of course. Media, of course. And very important um, experts and scientists and academia. Because if we are looking at the future, I think we should look at new solutions, and the new solutions will be very much driven by technological uh, developments. And we even have, uh, you even have religious leaders, right? We have religious leaders, we have social entrepreneurs, very important social entrepreneurs. So they've infiltrated every aspect of government, finance, and business. That's yeah. who they are, that's what they do. And we don't need to do the cake attack, everybody saw that earlier. Um, let me see here, we got uh, a few more came in, we had, uh, Hevsky, $17. According to Zero Hedge, 30 House Dems urged dramatic shift in Biden's Ukraine policy. Get serious about diplomacy or risk nuclear miscalculation. They have made themselves look like peacemakers. Um, thank you for the donation, Hevsky. I agree with you. I, I think that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to flip the switch. And I think they're trying to basically even build a narrative against Joe Biden on this one. Uh, because he's a liability for the Democratic Party. All right, guys, listen, uh, that's all we have for you tonight. This was a lot of news, a lot of information. And so thank you for paying attention to us. And thank you for subscribing. If you are first time here, wherever you're at, DLive, Rumble, wherever, please subscribe, like, share, comment. Go to redpills.tv, subscribe over there. So if we do get thrown out, you guys don't miss a day with us. Uh, much love, respect. God bless you guys. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good night.